0: I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel, and this is our new podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. We're two 24 year olds trying to navigate our quarter life crises.
1: So, on the podcast, we'll be delving into lots of relatable topics that everyone in their 20s has really dealt with, um, and we'll be sharing some of our experiences
0: yeah so we hope this podcast can make you feel less alone in your quarter life crises we'll be covering a range of different topics every week and we're going to kick things off
1: by talking about the concept of a dream job which i'm sure everyone has stressed out about and what is there a dream job do you have one i don't know let's find (laughs) out (laughs) So let's introduce ourselves as your hostess with the mostest. So I am Rachel. I born and, bra- born, <laughs> born and braised, born and braised, fucking braised beef. Um, <laughs> born in Melbourne. I've lived in Melbourne my whole life um, and I am a copywriter at the moment. So I write ads. None you would know. Oh No, I've written a few Coles ads, but they're not very good. Anyway, I yeah, work in advertising um and I studied
0: an English literature degree at Unimelb. Um yeah, hey guys, I'm Ruby. Um I was actually born and raised in Alice Springs in the Northern Territory and I moved to Melbourne six years ago for uni. Um and yeah I've stayed here ever since, even though I'm not at uni anymore. <laughs> um I am currently doing freelance digital media work. Um I've just recently started doing that, which you will hear more about in the podcast. Um, and I'm also doing a little bit of hospital work right now. Um, Yeah. So that's a little bit about us. And we met at college. Yeah. So that's
1: how that works. Yeah. Even that's though how we went to different is. unis, lived at the same college True. campus.
0: Yeah. I went to awesome. RMIT. She went to Uni Mel. We studied very different things. I... Oh, actually, yeah, I'll get into this later, probably, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we've been friends since, like, first year uni. Yeah. Is like six years? Six
0: years, yeah. Jesus. So long. There you go. Anyway, so we're just having a bit of fun making this podcast, Um, just because we wanted to make one, and it's, like, attuned to both our interests uh, and yeah. in doing, that like, media stuff, so... Yeah,
1: we're definitely avid podcast fans, listen to a lot of Aussie podcasts, and... Yeah overseas podcast to get a lot out of it
0: yeah so yeah we just thought we'd have a crack and just have a fun time making this as a a hobby so yeah
1: if it's bad and you don't
0: like it then we don't really care (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i hope we get some haters that could be fun that could be fun yeah but no definitely yeah lol it's narcissistic but i don't really care like i am having well i feel like i'm a little bit out of it now but like a couple months ago i was having like the biggest quarter life crisis and i was like yeah like i just like fuck this i just like want I just feel like when I'm going through crises, I want to, like, read and hear about other people going through the same things to make me feel better about it. Hence why I was like, well, we'll just tell everyone our crises and then they can feel better about their crises because of ours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you kind of do feel like you're a bit alone in it. Like, I don't know, like, going through a
1: breakup or, like, a shit time at work. It's, like, it seems like your friends aren't going through the
0: same thing because people aren't open about it. Mm. But, like, it helps. It helps a lot yeah definitely yeah hundred yeah, percent, and also just to clarify, um Rachel is definitely the way more put together one that's like definitely not having a quarter life crisis. <laughs> it's definitely me that's having the quarter life crises, but yeah, it would just would sort of be like a good idea to have like the stable one and then the unhinged one, um uh, because that like gives some balance, you know, like
1: <laughs> no I'm just I'm just boring. I feel like I used <laughs> to be pretty messy, so that's the thing like it like rotates right, like in your friend group, you're always. Everyone plays the different exactly. roles. Ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: I definitely didn't know what I was doing. I still don't really... Oh, do I know what I'm doing? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I- Rachel... Seemingly to me, Rachel has her shit together and I do not. So that's why we were like, you know, we can bring out different experiences and our different, like, yeah, like things that we've struggled with in the past and currently to the table. Yeah. And yeah, just chat about them. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, you know there's definitely like we have like some similar things that we've like had crises with but then also we've had different things so we can like learn from each other but also like I don't from each other so like have like different experiences to share with the audience because it'd be yeah. kind of boring if we just had the exact same crises so
1: <laughs> mm, that's true
0: yeah yeah
1: I'm very flattered by all this so I don't <laughs> sound like egomaniac like yeah I got my
0: shit sorted I mean I don't I don't know you seem to, but, anyway, <laughs> listen we'll chat to find out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, now, we we'll, like, get into the nitty-gritty- Ugh. The so, nitty and the gritty. The nitty and the gritty of today's podcast topic, which is dream jobs. What is your dream job? Do you believe in dream jobs? So, I guess, like, do you want to go first, Rach? Like, do you have a dream job? Do you believe in dream jobs? Like- what, what's your feelings? What's your <laughs> what's your vibe? <laughs> well, I suppose I can only
1: come at this from my own experience, which was... I mean, it's probably not that unique of, a, of an experience, but I always wanted to be a writer. Like I said before, I'm a copywriter at the moment. But since I was, like, three years old or something, I think I was, like, writing my own stories. So that's kind of, like, weaved in a few different facets of my life. But that's always been, like, the kind of core of it is I... I not do only want to be a writer is that I am a writer kind of, it's always been a big part of my identity. So I suppose my like ultimate quote unquote dream job would be like an author. Like I'd love to like write fiction for a living, but obviously that's not particularly attainable for a lot of people. Maybe one day I'd do that, but it's like, you know, it's kind of like being an actor, right? It's not really something you can easily get into. So, yeah, I was also lucky in the sense that I quite like, I have an interest in business and marketing. So, copywriting does kind of meet that dream aspect of like, I get to write and I get to work in like a, what would you call it, like a stable field? Like, I'm not really out trying to make it on my own going to publishers. Like, I get paid to do what I love, which is writing.
0: What and is it that you love about writing?
1: It's that combination of, like, I enjoy it and I'm good at it. I think that's kind of, like, what you want in your dream job, right? It's kind of hit those two things. Like, you enjoy it. You can get in that, like, flow state where time just passes when you're doing it. And then also, you're good at it. Like, there's a lot of things I like doing. Like, so Ruby and I play on the Nepal team together. I really like playing Nepal. Am I particularly good at it? No. So I'm not going to do Nepal for a living. But... I've always been told I'm a very good writer this also sounds so arrogant like if you google me and you like read some of my writing and you're like man that's average then whatever (laughs) but like no I have always gotten very good feedback on my writing so yeah it's kind of hits those two things it's like that like I was thinking about that quote when we were preparing for this episode of like um, you know find what you love and you never have to work a day in your life like of course work sucks and stuff but You know, if it's kind of that core thing, that core skill that you bring to the business, then that's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. I suppose.
0: So, you're like, yeah, I guess, so you definitely have known since, like, as a teenager what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. I knew sort of that skill, but then, yeah, how you get there is a different thing. But then, no, no, I suppose it's always been there. Like, I always did, like, English subjects at school. So, you know, I kind of followed that very typical path of I, you know, did English at school, I then did arts at uni, and now I work in like a creative writing field. So that's very linear. Yeah, I had a very linear path to get there. Like I got a certain ATAR, did a three-year degree, started work, like it was very cookie cutter, I suppose, which is not everyone's experience, but yeah, I sort of always knew what I wanted. Like I also knew I wanted to work for a company like I don't know I quite like being a little employee you know I get my free lunches sometimes and I've made friends at work so I get a lot out of that so yeah I kind of have been lucky in a sense that I've always known what I wanted to do
0: and do you feel like you're it's like that's like quite unique that you have known what you wanted to do for so long like in the like I guess it's
1: helped me a lot like I mean I was saying to my boyfriend recently like I'm just lucky that like work is something I again enjoy and I'm good at but like there's so many facets of my life that I'm garbage at like it's but then because it's valued so highly I don't know what I'm complaining about but like yeah it definitely helps to have that kind of determination I mean a lot of people do like you'll meet people who get like amazing grades or people who go after, like, amazing awards. Like, I'm not really, like, an award-winning person, but I've always kind of had achievable goals in a sense. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what I'm saying, but Sounds we're good. here <laughs> figuring it out. But <laughs> so That's me. I've just – do you want to talk about yourself? I feel like I've talked about myself a lot. Sure. In my very boring, linear <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I – I have a very different experience to Rachel when it comes to, like, this whole dream job thing. I feel like I have... I feel like... Like, there's, like, been, like, moments where I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then it has never really eventuated. That doesn't really make sense. Anyway, so basically, like, in late high school, I was, like, really into, like, creative subjects. Like, I really... I think I really, like flourished in late high school when we got to just like choose our own subjects and stuff so I was like really into the creative subjects like film and photography and like drama and English and stuff and I loved that stuff and I actually wanted to work in the like film and TV industry I think I kind of wanted to be a director which is like really random but I just really enjoyed I, I did a lot of that stuff in high school like a lot of behind the scenes of like musicals and plays and obviously like making films and taking photos so like a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. So I really enjoyed that. That's what I wanted to in high school. But then also I was like felt very passionately about environmental activism. And so then I decided that I was going to go to uni and study in environmental stuff instead. Um, with And then I was like going to do like my elective subjects like in comms and media things. Because I know I wanted to do comms and media in the environment sector. So basically, yeah, I did a Bachelor of Environmental Social Science, which was very niche. Um, and look, honestly, I regret doing that. Like, I think I really should have, like, the better choice would have been to do a comms and media degree and then do some electives in environmental stuff. But I didn't think that through very clearly when I was, like, applying for uni. Or, Who like, knows
1: when they're, like, 18, though. Exactly. It's like-,
0: like, you just don't know, like, what the right path is. So I don't know. I just, like... Chose yeah. environmental. I, I wouldn't like, beat
1: yourself up about that. No,
0: I, like, mm-hmm. have to – obviously, I have to just make my peace with that because it's done. It happened. Yeah. Um. But yeah, – $30,000 later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fucking hexed it. Yeah. Anyway, and so I did, like, a few electives in, like – I did, like, a – I did photojournalism as well one of my, like, electives oh, and random. stuff. Yeah, so random. But I actually don't really think the rest of my electives were very comms and media I I can't even remember, which is really bad. Anyway, so I enjoyed my degree, like, while I did it for the three years. And I was, like, doing environmental activism, like, alongside that. But in my last year of uni, it was the – in May 2019, that was my last year of uni. And May 2019, federal election was on. And so I was doing a lot of – campaigning around that because obviously it was framed as like the climate campaign so the climate movement was doing a lot of activism around that and I pushed myself like way too hard and I ended up burning myself out and so like I think I just really like put like pulled away from the environment movement after that because I was just exhausted and obviously the results were like not what we hoped like the liberals won again wasn't expected they wouldn't just like I feel like I'd put my everything into it and the outcome was awful And so I just feel like it just completely demoralized me. And I was like, I just like, all this is pointless. And like, obviously that's like a really bad way to look at it. But I've been doing like two full days a week doing volunteering, activism, full-time uni, had a job as well, a casual job. And I was just so burnt out. So I like kind of pushed myself away from the environment movement. So by the time I finished my environmental social science degree at the end of 2019, actually don't think I was interested in like working in that field anymore, but I don't think I'd realized that because I was like, well, I have this degree now, so I have to use it to work in this field. Um, so I took the summer off after I finished uni. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> then, ba-ba! Yeah, and then
0: I came back for my holiday, and then two weeks later we went into lockdown. Um, so I was applying for my first ever like full-time job at the start of a pandemic where like places I applied to right full lockdown contacting me being like, we're not hiring for this job anymore because, lol, we don't want to hire during this like, yeah. Im- like potential... <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, economic <laughs> crises or whatever. So, like, I literally couldn't get a job. I applied for, like, 80 jobs probably in the first half of 2020. And, yeah, I had a pub job at the time, but obviously that was closed. So, like, yeah, I just, like, had no idea what I was doing. I, like, my mental health was, like, became atrocious and stuff like that. Anyway, but then I decided to... That's such a tangent. I decided to go back to uni in second half 2020 because I was like well what else am I going to do because I can't get a job with this bachelor I have because it's so niche and so I went back and I did a certificate well initially it was a diploma in like of arts um specializing like majoring or whatever you call it in comms and media um which is supposed to be like a one year eight subject thing so I underloaded and I did like three subjects that semester and then I decided that I was like oh I don't want to do like the full eight subjects because like I think I really would have enjoyed doing comms and media as my undergrad, but doing it at that time, like in lockdown and stuff, my mental health was terrible. I hated doing it online. And so like, I think it was really good that I did it because it's definitely helped me on my resume, um, like at this point. But then also, yeah, I decided to just drop it down to a certificate. So it's just like four subjects. Um, sorry, this is like so long-winded. I need to like do this in a quicker way, I think. Uh. Um, I feel like I just have like a very confusing, yeah, thing. Anyway, I decided I want to do like comms and media stuff. I thought it was still in the environment sector. And then I was like, look, I'll just like, and obviously I just didn't have that. Like, what do you call it? Like I didn't have the options to only apply for jobs like that in the environment sector. Cause there just aren't that many. And then the ones that there were like, I didn't have the experience for and stuff. So, um, my friend at the end of 2019 sent me this job, um, doing digital organizing, um, in the union movement. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I never looked at this job before, but like whatever I'll apply for, it. I just need a job. And so I applied for it and that's how I ended up being a digital organizer in the union movement. So I feel like it was like pretty aligned with like what I wanted to do because it was like comms work, like, and media work. And it was in like the social progressive space, which I feel very passionately about. And so I started working there and I was like in charge of a petition platform. Anyway, so I worked there for a year and a half and that was up until two months ago. (laughs) Um, And I actually really loved it. Like I loved the job. Like I honestly think like, at the time, it was, like, my ideal job. And I really liked the people I worked with. And then I had a fucking quarter-life crisis. And here we are. And I quit really chaotically, even though I loved my job. And I I love. I say I love my job. I loved my job last year. It was really... My job was really different this year in the lead-up to the election because we were doing a lot of election stuff. But we also weren't doing a lot of election stuff. They're just like We weren't really doing anything. Like, I feel like I was making, like, a difference last year and, like, helping workers and stuff. And then this year, I just like we were, like, weren't doing anything so I didn't really like that but also just like personally and myself I was like having a bad time and I was like I'm not happy with my life I need to change something drastic and big so I'm gonna quit my job because I was like not vibing with the nine to five my mental health wasn't great I was like not really enjoying the job as much anymore there was there was many reasons and I was just also wanted to go traveling and do some travel and stuff so I was like yeah fuck it I'm gonna quit nobody understood why at work everyone was like why anyway so it's my very long-winded story Um, because they, in conclusion, I have never had a dream job per se. Like I feel like in high school, I was like, my dream job is in film and television. And then when I was at uni, I was like, I really want to work doing comms in the environment sector, but I couldn't get into that. And I just like landed in a job, which I never thought I'd do. And then now I'm doing like digital media freelancing, which is just like, I wouldn't say like my dream job. I like, I really like it so far. Like the flexibility is great, but also it's a lot of work. And also, I have literally no idea what I want to do in the future. Like, I'm just going to do this for now and see what happens. So I feel like I am, yeah, like, complete opposite. Like, I've had so many changes of heart. Like, I feel like I've always been really interested in, like, comms and media. That's, like, the common thread throughout it all. I just, like, have never really known, like, yeah, like, what to do with that. And so I feel like, yeah, like, this digital media thing that I'm doing is, like, so I can have, like, the flexibility to try out things that I've always wanted to try. Because I've always wanted to try, like, do writing and copywriting like you do. Um, and like my job, like I got to do that a bit, but I was just like, oh, I just like want to try doing stuff like different organizations. so I can like, you know, like just have like, I, I was like, I feel like I have commitment issues when it comes to work because like when you work <laughs> at one place, you're just like working on like the same like, shit every day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, and it, not like, it wasn't monotonous, my job. Like it was like, we work in different campaigns all the time, but I feel like. I feel like I like the idea of being like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to try this out and see if I like this. And I'm trying to try this out and see if I like it. Like, cause I feel like when you get a full-time job, you're like committing to that job. And like, you can't like, obviously like when you, yeah, when you get a full-time job, you like have to commit for like quite a while. And then freelancing doesn't feel like that. It feels like I can try this and if I don't like it, I just don't do it anymore. You know, like that was my vibe. So I feel like that's why I'm doing the freelancing thing. So I can like figure out what else I enjoy doing in the digital comm space. And then like, I don't know, maybe in the future, if, like, I decide I don't want to do freelance anymore, I find a job that aligns with what I think I'm interested in. Anyway, so just very chaotic, and I've never know what I wanted to do, really. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy session. I do
1: want to touch on what you're saying about working in progressive spaces or, like, I don't know what you call it, like, charities or, like,
0: nonprofits. Yeah. Is that something... For you that you would have to work in. Yeah. So I think I always like. I always want to work in an organization. Where I feel like. I'm like making like a positive difference. In the things that I personally feel very passionately about. Or like. Yeah. Like like a progressive organization. Where I feel like. I feel like passionately about that cause specifically. Because like obviously. At the end of the day. Like everything has its role right. And Everything is important. But I want to do something that like. I personally feel really passionately about. Because I feel like I just need like that meaning in my life to be like okay cool like I feel like I feel passionately about this and like I'm contributing to something that I really want to like contribute to you know mm. I don't know if that makes sense but yeah so would you not work
1: for a company that wasn't like a social movement would that be not
0: I mean a dream job I have never like crossed it out in my mind I've just like I've applied for like plenty of jobs in like com- like corporate companies and stuff but. I just don't know like, if my resume, like, they would hire me because I've worked so much in the social progressive space, you know? Mm, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I've never, like, ruled it out. I've just, like, never really, like, particularly thought about it.
1: Yeah, because, like, that's something, too, that people, like, some people aspire to work for Google, right? But they, it doesn't matter what role they do, they're like, I just want to work for Google. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of, that could be limiting that attitude in a way. So, I suppose, yeah, your view is quite open that it's some type of,
0: I'm, like, anything thing that helps people. Yeah, like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm not, not, like, mindset, like, I like I used to be, like, I used to be, like, I want to work for, like, one of these three environmental organizations, and then I didn't get the job with them, and I was, like, okay, cool.
1: Like, like I used,
0: Greenpeace or something? Not Greenpeace, but, like,
1: similar. Oh, I just don't know much about, yeah, yeah. environment stuff. I'm yeah. a
0: filthy capitalist, unfortunately, <laughs> so you hey what, pick up on that. <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I used to want to work for the place I volunteered for, it was, like, a youth climate organization yeah not gonna name names Um, uh it's like pretty redacted figure out if you google it (laughs) but i really wanted to work for them and then this job came up like doing digital media stuff with them and i applied and they didn't even give me a fucking interview yeah and i was like oh cool i just gave two years of my life to you and you won't even give me a fucking interview so i was like pissed off as shit about that anyway yeah volunteering's
1: risky you just hear stories of people being exploited
0: yeah when they volunteer. like i think volunteering is good and necessary but like i just think some places like just take advantage it of can people be toxic and their compassion and like their like their excitement to change things but then like I, yeah i feel like after i just like got burnt out from it all i was like yeah fuck this <laughs> like not that i believe in the cause i'm just like i know if i go back and just like want to do a little bit they'll sucker me in and then like want to make me like be a leader again like i was and i'm just like no nah, it's not my vibe.
1: yeah Yeah, yeah, it's you you don't want to be burnt out by what you thought was a dream.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: maybe that's a turning point for a lot of people. Like, you thought you wanted to do something and then you saw the reality of it. And so I do think there is something in giving everything a chance. Like, I've worked – like, I'm a copywriter now, but I was, like, in the business admin side of advertising for a few years. Um, And that wasn't wasn't a dream job, wasn't particularly Mm. passionate about what I was doing, but it did – teach me a lot of valuable stuff so I suppose that's an argument against the concept of dream jobs like in this sort of admin role it made me really organized which has actually been so helpful for my personal life so yeah I wouldn't discredit count out something Mm. just because you don't love it I don't know but that's just
0: my view I think again filthy capitalist talking. (laughs) no but I feel like everything has like a role to play like in your journey to like Let's see, I don't want to say, like, getting to where you want to go because I don't feel like there's an end, like, point where you, no. like, get in a job and you're, like, okay, I love this and I want to work in this for the rest of my life. Like, I know for some people that's, like, how it is some for Some people them. do, which I find insane. I could bit. never do that, I don't think. Because, like, that's the thing. I'm, like, there's so many things out there to try and explore. Why wouldn't you want to, like, explore new things? And I understand, yeah, obviously there are jobs where, like, you just want to get in, like, I don't know, you want to get, like... You wanna work in a hospital and you wanna like end up being the head nurse, right? So you like build your way up the ladder over the years, like dedicating your like life to that. And that's amazing. But like personally, I'm like, I have no ambition to climb a corporate ladder. I don't wanna be a boss. Like, I never want to be a manager or a boss. I'd love to be a manager. Yeah, no, fair. Like, because I feel like and that's the thing, I feel like we need people in the world who like want to be bosses and managers. I'm and gonna be a boss. I just love to
1: be a manager because I think I could like be like a mentor or, yeah. or so arrogant. Like, I think, like, I've had managers who have really meant a lot to me. Yeah. Like, they've given me so much support. They've made me feel, like, seen and they've mm. understood me and helped me with my career and, like, my personal problems. And I would want to be that for someone. Yeah. So that's why I want to be a manager. I might hate it. That's super so
0: yeah. No, because, like, I, like, I feel like I'm, like, I feel like I could change my mind one day and be, like, yeah, I really want to be a manager because, like, I honestly, like, yeah, once again, I don't, like this come off like it's arrogant, but I think I've got, like quite good leadership skills. But at the moment I just like have no ambition to be a manager. I guess I'm technically my own manager right now, but I, I <laughs> We are like twenty four as well. We're like, yeah, we could be managers.
1: <laughs> Managing directors. I
0: mean, my manager at my last job was twenty six. So yeah, I think that's
1: quite unusual though. Yeah. Um maybe that's like a small place, but like I've mainly worked at
0: big places and had much older, yeah, experienced managers. Yeah. But I think that's the thing, like, there's definitely people who, like, yeah, like, their dream job is something that, like, they get into, and they work their way up the ladder, and then they're, like, cool, this is my dream job. But I feel like it's that whole thing, it's, like, the one, like, it's, like, the journey, right? And then you get to the destination, you're, like, you know, like, I feel like you'd probably enjoy it for, like, ages, and then I feel like after a while you'd be, like, all right, what's the next step? Like, I want to take the next step, you know, Mm. like, do something else, like, I don't know if everyone feels like that, but I don't know say yeah. everyone's really different. So it, that's good. I feel like... <laughs> it's good that people are different. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if we had everyone was the exact same. It would be really yeah. weird. Anyway. Okay. So that's that. Cool. So now we've, like, given you our thoughts on, like, um, like dream jobs and, like, the vibe of dream jobs. So I guess, like, yeah, from that you can tell that, like, yeah, Rachel and I have had very, like, different experiences when it comes to, like, what's our dream job? And, like, do we believe in them and stuff like that? Um. But, I guess we have like some like recommendations into like when yeah, we're not thinking about like what what do we say?
1: We're not really talking about practical career advice. Like the point of this episode is not to be, okay, how do I get a job as a junior copywriter, or how do I get a job as a um media executive? Yeah. I mean, I could give you all the practical stuff that I've done that's quite boring we're talking about it in a sort of self-discovery way.
0: Just, like, stories that are relatable.
1: Yeah, like, that's kind of... I think dream job is not... I mean, we've said it's not one company, it's not one title, it's more something that brings you meaning and something that you can get out of bed for. Like, you know, if if everyone just worked for money, then we'd all be, what, sanitation workers mm. or... I don't know what's another job mix. makes. We'd all be asp- aspiring to be surgeons, right? Mm. Like, if we were working just for money. But we're not. You're working for more than that. I mean, some people are, some people aren't. Whatever. Anyway, so this is super cringe. But I do have a wreck, a wreck, mm-hmm. a wrecky. <laughs> so I saw this TikTok and this girl was, like, saying she'd made a mood board of her life. Or, yeah, like, you know how, like, you know, you've got, like, Pinterest mood boards. Maybe someone's, like, designing a wedding or their bedroom and you kind of just put up pictures that are in that theme or color or aesthetic. So this girl was showing how you make a mood board of your life and super like cringy, but I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. So you just go into like Canva and kind of find pictures that represent what you enjoy and what you love doing and what like gets you out of bed. Like what are your, favorite things to do on the weekends so I really enjoy doing that and that kind of gave me a more clear sense of who I am and what my values are and what my sort of dreams and aspirations are so I feel like if you can really put what's in your head onto out there somehow in a physical form so mood boards one way to do it journaling would be another way to do it well that's good you do I know like make a mind map or something but yeah, that I, I don't remember the name of the TikTok, but I'm sure if you just go onto TikTok and look up doing a mood board of your life, or YouTube would definitely have tutorials. But yeah, that's something I recommend doing if you're struggling with this.
0: Okay, love a TikTok recommendation. Uh, yeah. I'm a TikTok fiend. Um, just in case nobody <laughs> knew. Uh, but love that. Love a TikTok recommendation. Yeah. Do you ever do that thing where you're like, yes, like I read this thing in this article, but the article was just a TikTok.
1: Yeah, I do that where I just say like I read the article, but I just like read the headline. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just always like,
0: because I feel like saying like, oh yeah, learn this thing in a TikTok, people will be like, Pff. but if you're like, I read this article and <laughs> it said this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny, it gives validity to it. Yeah,
0: but anyway, TikTok is freaking amazing. Anyway, I recommend TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, know if you've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty niche app, yeah. anyway. um, Yeah, I guess like, I guess it's not really, it's like very similar what you said, I guess. I was just like, I guess for me... When I was, like, deciding to quit my job and stuff and, like, yeah, the whole, like, yeah, like, job thing, I was just, like, decided what my priorities are and I was, like, looking, yeah, at what, like, I value most and I made my decisions around that. And so that was, like, why I decided to quit. Was there anything practical
1: you did for that? Like, were you journaling? Mm -hmm. Were you talking to friends? Like, how did you come to that decision? Or was it all internal in your head?
0: no so would, yeah a lot of my head definitely like having discussions with people not that many people to be honest like I wasn't really talking to that many people about it but yeah also I really find that writing things down for me really helps like galvanize it so like if I'm like feel like I'm struggling with something if I write it down on a piece of paper I feel a million times better about it That is like my personal thing like I just think like I feel like if I'm having a crisis, it feels like a physical thing that's like stuck inside me, holding me back or holding me down or whatever. And I put it onto paper and I feel so much better, which is so weird, but like, or if I talk about it, obviously, but yeah, I feel like I definitely like did some writing, but it was like a decision I made over like a six month period, honestly. Like I was like thinking about quitting for that long and I was like, I just don't know. And so, yeah, I think I just like sat back and I was like, no, you know what? This is what I like care about. And these are my values and this is my priorities. And so I'm going to quit my nine to five.
1: Tangent, but on journaling. So I was looking back on my journal for yeah. 2020 and I was thinking, oh, this could be like such an interesting archive of what COVID was like. Like, how cool would that be having like my first hand account of COVID? My journal entries are literally just me like crying about a guy who's ghosted me. <laughs> like, it'll be like April 1, 2020. We're in lockdown. There's a global pandemic. So this guy hasn't responded to me. I don't know if he still likes me and just pages and pages about boys. <laughs> so there's nothing interesting or useful in there. There's so much like angst and wow. Well, I mean, it's a it's sad. You had
0: to focus on something because there wasn't <laughs> much like, else to focus on because you were just locked in your house, right?
1: I have a job. I had like, <laughs> I had things going on, but apparently not. No, I don't think I did actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're gonna like journal down like everything you did in your job that day, though, right? Like, no. boys, the most exciting thing in yeah. life to talk about, I guess. Yeah, a lot, a lot about a lot about boys in there who
1: wouldn't have thought twice about me, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck boys, honestly.
1: Ugh. But um. Yeah, so we also wanted to give some podcast recommendations because we love a pod. We love a good podcast. So, I recently listened to this isn't even like a good recommendation cuz everyone's heard of it, Diary of a CEO that podcast um and I was listening to an episode with a a he's a like senior executive at Ogilvy, which is like a really well-known advertising agent, like multinational advertising agency and i really enjoyed that so yeah i reckon just have a look at diary of ceo if there's an interview with someone in an industry that you're interested in just have a listen and kind of see what they're like because i do find that people in certain industries seem to be quite similar like i don't know if you find that with like environments or social movements but like people in advertising are quite similar and i sort of like gravitate to them so maybe if you didn't know what industry you want to work with you could kind of listen to content from those people and see if you gel with them Mm, yeah as much as you can gel through a podcast but you know just the stuff they're interested in the stuff they talk about because people do tend to be quite similar yeah who work in similar fields yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah i mean it makes sense it does yeah (laughs) yeah nope good rec i like it so also a big fan of podcasts myself but I didn't have like a specific podcast episode, but like, I think, yeah, predominantly, like I was looking at my list of like podcasts I listened to at my favorite podcast and they're all by like young women, um, who are either Australian or New Zealand and uh, New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand, they are New Zealand, they are New, Zealand. <laughs> New Zealanders. New Zealanders, <laughs> um, and so like they're not specific ones, but I feel like they're people who I listen to and I feel like are doing like in like a similar field to me and then like I feel like that helps me relate to them and like I feel like I've gotten a lot of like guidance from them and like inspiration from them so like I'll just give you three I'll probably drop these throughout the whole podcast series like different ones but some of the ones I'm like loving right now um is after work drinks so that's like two uh New Zealander women who live in the UK and I really enjoyed that and they're like freelance like writers and like journalists um and then there's also Culture Club who's by like I think it's by two girls who are like the same age as us in Melbourne um
1: yeah Jasmine and Maggie. Could we be friends with them? I met them. Jasmine Maggie if you're listening.
0: (laughs) 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 Got some slots open for friends. No such an embarrassing story I like met them on the street outside Flinders one time like I saw them in the distance and I went up to them and I like most socially awkward person like i feel like when you like see people you have a parasocial relationship with in real life i just like i just like have no chill i'm like so awkward so I just went and i was like oh my god maggie hi i follow you <laughs> I was just like what the fuck why did i say that as in like on instagram i was like that's a weird way to introduce yourself to someone i've like- done that actually i did that
1: to someone recently i met this girl at like a um like a drinks night and I follow her on Instagram and I was straight up like, I follow you. She's she really nice about is it. Is she like a
0: big per- personality or?
1: Not really. No, she's just like, she's, she works at like another ad agency, but she has like an art exhibition on at the moment oh. and she does like heaps of things. So I follow her, but I was just straight up like, I follow you. But she was like, it's lovely to meet you then Rachel. I was like,
0: Oh, that's nice. No, they were like super nice me about me very it. well. <laughs> no, they were super nice about it. I think it was one of those things like my anxiety afterwards. I was like, why fuck did I say that why am I so awkward anyway they were super nice um I really really like them anyway that's sorry, it's such a tangent and then also the other one I love is She You Should Care About their podcast The Shit Show and also Culture Vulture love them they're like these girls from New Zealand again once again New Zealand love it um and yeah She You Should Care About is like one of my favorite Instagram pages and then their podcast is great and I Fucking love their accents. New Zealand accents. I'm, like, obsessed. <laughs> and they, they just talk about, like, the daily... Like, no, like, the weekly, like, news. And then Culture Vulture, like, unwrap... Uh, not unwraps. What do you call it? Unpacks? Unpacks! That's the You're word. almost there. So close. Unpacks, like, uh, culture... Like, yeah. Uh, words pop culture story of like the moment or something anyway so i really like that those are my recommendations once again very long-winded i am not good at being concise um cool so to wrap up the episode we're also just going to give some general recommendations of what we've been consuming as of late um we like to call these the recommendations to distract you from your um quarter life crisis so my i've got two i've got a movie and a book so i read a book super recently um by trent dalton who's an australian author uh, his latest book love stories I loved it. It was so cute. It was just like all these people was telling their love stories. Obviously, like some of them were quite sad, um, but it wasn't just like romantic relationships. It was also like love stories. It was also like love stories between like parents and kids. Or, like, as in, not in that way. Like, that sounds so weird. Yeah. <laughs> as in, like, some incest. No, not incest, just as in, like, like, the love that people share, like between two people in like the different ways and stuff. And then, like, some people even like my love story is that I love gambling and like that's like that kind of vibe. Anyway, I really liked it, it was written really beautifully. Um, I have said that Trent Dalton is not everyone's cup of tea, but
1: anyway. Well, that's just because I said I didn't like it. Oh, to that read. was you, was it? Yeah, that was me. Oh,
0: I didn't even realize What it, was his know? first book? Boy Solo's Universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I really enjoyed that. It was just very cute and like just a cute read like no nothing like deep you know like it wasn't anything like about bad things happening in the world it was just like wholesome anyway and then i also watched a really good movie the other night called Aaron Brockovich, and it was it's julia roberts young julia roberts i think we watched that in legal class oh really i think so anyway she's just so beautiful julia roberts and she's such a good actress and yeah it's like yeah about like she's like not a lawyer but she works for a law firm and then like it's based on a true story Anyway, I would recommend it. It was really good. Yeah, it was she looks really like movies. a class action or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? And she's just like an assistant at this law firm. But then, yeah, she like, yeah, does this thing. And it's a really old movie, but I watched it the other night. And I would recommend. Do you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I have watched episodes. And now I have a binge account because I, we got it to watch this movie. And so now I'm going to watch Beverly Hills with it. I think Erica Jane's husband is...
1: Aaron Brockovich's lawyer
0: oh really I think
1: so no way if I'm wrong sorry but I'm pretty <laughs> sure
0: I'll fact check that later
1: I think so He's got nothing to do with it um yeah that's another recommendation for Escapism, real housewives of beverly hills <laughs> season one is the best show that's ever existed really Incredible. okay well, just the stuff that happens in season one is, like, you couldn't write it.
0: Oh, my God. That's
1: why that show is so good, because it's, like, the stuff that happens off camera.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, if anyone's
1: seen it, you know what I'm talking about, but very interesting. I
0: think when I watched it, I, like, just watched from, like, the later season, but actually, I'm going to watch season, season one. one. Thanks for the rec. right? Season <laughs> one
1: of Beverly Hills. Very interesting. Very sad. Oh, my God. What happens to the women, but Yeah. Okay, anyway, I,
0: I just literally thought, right, this technique be called Rachel and Ruby's Rex. What an Whoa. alliteration. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's some copywriting skills right there. Yeah. That's like my words, you know? There we go.
1: We got a triplicate and an yeah. alliteration there. <laughs> Language for the win. Um, what, have, what do I have to recommend? Well, I'm quite hungover today because <laughs> we got very drunk last night. On big
0: night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have been watching Never Have I Ever season three same I love that show have you finished it? no I only watched like three episodes but it's funny it is
0: good I like it I'm gonna keep watching it tonight
1: yeah it's a good show recommend
0: thanks for listening to this week's episode we will be back in your ears again next week talking about another topic to do with having a full life crisis um yeah bye love ya bye We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.